Eating healthy, living healthy, being healthy. This is the Holistic Keto Goddess Podcast. A podcast focused on holistic wellness and teaching you about incorporating the keto diet and lifestyle changes to achieve an energetic balance. Teaching you how to live now so you don't struggle to live later. And now, your host, Jessica Ankaya. how to reduce your anxiety by opening up crown chakra. Do you suffer from anxiety? Is it something that you live with on a daily basis? Maybe you live in constant worry about everything. Do you feel as if as soon as you stop worrying about something, you find another thing to worry about? There are numerous things that we can feel anxious about on a day-to-day basis. If you suffer from anxiety, then learn to feel better by opening up your crown chakra. When we learn to open our crown chakra, we feel connected with the universe and God. We are more apt to trust our life path and to understand our own identity. Even if you don't have anxiety and feel like you may be out of place in life, it will benefit you to learn to open up the crown chakra. Now let me give you an overview of the crown chakra. If you feel disconnected to God or whomever you regard in a higher power, then your crown chakra probably needs opening. If you struggle with anxiety and live in constant worry, then this chakra may be blocked. When the crown chakra is not working, you may also experience depression, fear, and overall dissatisfaction with life. If you find that you are moping around and just don't know what the next step is, then you need to take time out and balance this chakra. Let me go over some physical dysfunctions that can manifest if the crown chakra is not balanced. If your crown chakra is not in order, it could lead to several different disorders, which are mostly psychological or energetic in nature. Some of these may include depression, chronic exhaustion that is not linked to any physical disorder, extreme sensitivity to light, sound, and other environmental factors. You may also experience some confusion and apathy along with feeling isolated when this crown chakra is not opened. So what sort of things can kind of cause your crown chakra to be off kilter? Or what sort of things will you feel psychologically that will let you know that this chakra is not opened. One of the first things I'd like to mention is anxiety. I have suffered from anxiety for years and recently over the last year, since learning about the chakra system, I have found that focusing on my crown chakra has served me very well. I have noticed that meditation is extremely helpful in terms of refreshing my mind. I could be going about my day and all of a sudden I have a thought that crosses my mind. And when this happens, what I do is I stop and I think to myself, okay, I need a timeout. At this point, I put aside whatever it is that I was doing and I go and meditate. If you have suffered from anxiety, you know that it can really affect your day-to-day functioning. Sometimes it may seem that we never get a break during the day and we are bombarded with mental clutter. 
When this happens, you need to stop and refresh your brain. Even if you think that you don't have time, make time. You can find five to 10 minutes of your day to show up for yourself. It is just so important. How can you be productive if your mind feels anxious and you're on overdrive? Sometimes your sympathetic nervous system takes over and you have to show it who is boss. The sympathetic nervous system is great for times when we have to run from a saber-toothed tiger or someone is chasing us, but sometimes it still works when we don't need it. It is like a car that continues to operate on overdrive when it is not necessary. After a while, if your body is still functioning in overdrive, it becomes exhausted. And after a while, you can develop adrenal fatigue. The next thing I want to mention that can throw off your crown chakra is a lack of belief in a higher power. If you struggle to believe in God or in any higher power, then your crown chakra probably needs opening. As humans, we are meant to have this belief in a supreme being in divinity. If we don't, then it can lead to some of the physical dysfunctions that I mentioned above. Even if you don't believe in God, you should foster the belief that there is a higher power that is looking out for you. I can't imagine what my life would be like if I did not look forward to going to heaven one day. This chakra is about surrendering to this higher power and realizing that you do not have all the control. You have to let go of control in order to balance the chakra. This is a very humble position to take as a lot of us crave that control over our lives. Another thing that can interfere with this chakra is the inability to see the larger picture. Can you see the big picture when you're doing things? Do you stop and frequently wonder why you hesitate to do things such as go to work, take care of your kids, or eat healthy? If you have a hard time connecting all of these things that you do on a daily basis, then you may need crown chakra opening. For example, if you think that you are a slave to society because you have to go to work, then your crown chakra may be blocked. Believe it or not, you should want to go to work, not only to make money, but to attain that higher connection with yourself and society. When you go to work, you should stop and think, wow, I am so glad to have a job. There are so many people that are unemployed because of COVID-19. If you say this to yourself, you will see a bigger picture and realize that you were meant to do your job not only for money, but for a purpose in society. If you think this way, it may be easier to go to work because you will see that there is a meaning behind the act of going to work. Remember, money is not everything, and those that are driven behind this concept are egotistical. If you let your ego get in the way, then your root chakra could become unbalanced. Okay, so now I'm going to go over some ways to balance your crown chakra. There are many practices that can help maximize spiritual and psychic powers. Remember, if you are seeking spiritual purification, you should do some of these alone, which means don't let anybody know 
that you are doing these interventions. This will help you to focus better and maximize your success. The first one I wanna talk about is intermittent fasting or prolonged fast. Fasting is a great way to open the crown chakra. So how does fasting open up the chakra? Well, it all comes down to the ketones. When you fast for prolonged periods of time, you go into ketosis. Remember, if you've listened to my previous podcast, you will know that the brain prefers these ketones. When the brain is happy, you will be happy. If you go for an even longer period of time of fasting, you go into gluconeogenesis and you can clean up your liver and detox your body. I love fasting because it is one of my most favorite ways to clear up my mind and become spiritually connected. Think about it. When you eat, your body is spending its precious energy on digesting and processing food. How can it spend time on feeling good and becoming spiritually aware when it has to go through that complex process of digestion? When you fast, you are giving your body a break and it can focus on the repair of your cells and more. The most important thing is you always want to clear up fasting with your healthcare provider. If they are okay with it, I would advocate intermittent fasting on a daily basis. Some people are scared of fasting and they're afraid of hunger. Hunger is just a physiological response that your body puts out when your stomach is empty. The longest fast that I've heard of is someone that fasted for a whole year. Now this person was very obese, so they had a lot of fat stores and by the end of their fast, they were normal weight. If you are interested in learning how to fast, I suggest that you go to my blog and click on intermittent fasting. There I have several articles which will teach you how to intermittent fast. I always tell people to start with fasting for 12 hours. You always wanna start out slow and then increase your intervals. For an example, if you stop eating by six o'clock p.m. at night, then the next day you can resume eating at 6 a.m. in the morning. So that is a 12 hour fast. Now, after you have done that for a long period of time, maybe a week or two, then you can slowly increase your intervals to 13 hours, 14 hours, 15, until you get to an interval that feels good for you. If a 12 hour fast is long enough and you can't go past that, then that's fine too. Just do what you're comfortable with. If you want to partake in a long fast, such as for several days, you should always do this under supervision of your healthcare provider. The reason for this is because sometimes you will detox your body so much that you could experience palpitations, chills, fatigue, and just all over body aches. Even though detox is good, there are still dangers to it as well. You see, in our fat stores and in our liver, we retain so many toxins. When we fast, we release these toxins, which is good, but you can also develop side effects. In order to help with side effects when you fast, you can drink bone broth, but I think the best way is to buy a sauna. 
When I fast, I always make sure I get in the sauna to help eliminate all those bad toxins. If you're wanting to purchase a sauna, I highly recommend Therasauna because it has several different spectra waves from near to far infrared. You always want to make sure your sauna incorporates near infrared waves for better cleansing of your mitochondria. If you are interested in purchasing a Therasauna, please email me at jankaya at holisticketogoddess.com. If you do this, I will try to get you the best deal that I can and information about the sauna. The longest fast that I ever did was three days and boy was that tough. My goal when I started the fast was to do five days, but I did not make it. When I fasted for that long, I did consume coffee and bone broth, and I found that I struggled with hunger pangs the most for the first day, and then after that, they did get better and I wasn't as hungry. Even though it was difficult, I found that I had the most amazing mental clarity and I felt great. Now, the first 24 to 48 hours, I did experience some detox symptoms such as chills and body aches. But after that, and when I got to the third day, I felt amazing. It was just, it was a really revitalizing feeling. I definitely would do it again, but I have to pick the right times to do it. One of the things that really improves when you're fasting is meditation. Meditation is great for opening the crown chakra especially in combination with fasting. When I first started this blog, I wrote an article called The Reason Intermittent Fasting Can Improve Meditation and Yoga. In this article, I explained how if you meditate while fasting, you will have a much deeper and powerful meditation. The reason for this has to do with mental clarity. Fasting is a yogic practice because it reduces the tamasic element in the body. Thomas is the greatest obstacle to meditation. We cannot progress in meditation with a weak mind. If your stomach has food in it during meditation, then the mental focus is not as sharp. Think about it. How do you feel after a large meal? You feel tired and sometimes you just don't feel like you can think as clearly. Some of the best meditation and yoga practices in your life can happen when you are fasting. You may even actually be able to feel your internal organs twist deeper and get into a deeper meditative quality when you're fasting. Now I'm going to talk a little bit more about meditation. Prior to meditating for the crown chakra, it is important to clear out your mind. Again, remember, we are focusing on the crown chakra. And so this is a lot to do with a spiritual connection. So it is even more important to have nothing on your mind. I know that this is easier said than done. I have been there many times. Trust me, with practice, you will learn to clear your mind easier. When you first start meditating, don't expect that you will be able to clear your mind like that. It takes many times before you can establish this process. Prior to starting your meditation, go ahead and diffuse essential oils that pertain to your crown chakra. 
I also like to take the essential oils and rub them on the appropriate corresponding gemstone to release the energy of that stone. The oils for this chakra include frankincense, peppermint, sandalwood, and lotus. I would also recommend using the gemstones that are appropriate to crown chakra opening. These include amethyst, clear quartz, Herkimer diamond, moonstone, and white topaz. As I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I have a gemstone essential oil set, which I highly recommend. You can find this on my recommendations page under chakra balancing. Make sure prior to your meditation, the lighting in your room is dim. I would also recommend that you have an eye mask to improve the relaxation experience. After you have all the environmental factors in place, put on some meditation music. I highly recommend Sofegio frequencies, not only because it is very relaxing, but it is actually therapeutic for your body and soul. Each Sofegio tone is comprised of a frequency required to balance your energy and keep your body, mind, and spirit in perfect harmony. In 1988, biochemist Glenn Rain converted and recorded a Sofegio scale, which were Gregorian chants to scalar audio waves. The results were played to test tubes containing DNA. By measuring the UV light absorption, Rain could document the effect of the music on DNA. He also compared the chants with other forms of music, including rock. While rock music had little or no influence, the chants with the Sofegio scale caused a marked increase of light absorption up to 9% leading Rain to conclude that the Sofegio scale sound frequencies cause resonance in DNA and may have healing properties. Prior to starting your meditation, it is always important to make sure you have no distractions. After you are ready and have got your oils, gemstones, and music, then make sure you set aside at least five minutes or more. If you can do more, it is even better because you will go into the healing brain waves. When you meditate, you want to at least get to that alpha brain wave state, if not even deeper to the theta brain waves and the delta waves. When looking at brain waves, always remember that the alpha, beta, gamma are associated with wakefulness. Once you get to the theta brain waves, which is about 4.5 hertz, you go into quote unquote, the Tibetan state of consciousness, which is associated with the state of meditation. Once you finally go further into your meditation and you can get to Delta, which starts at about four hertz, there's a special chemical in your body that's released called encephalin, which is good for natural stress and pain reduction. Also, when you get to the delta wave state, you will have improved memory, subconscious learning, and problem solving. Next, let me talk about yoga. When it comes to yoga, it is important to focus on headstands to increase blood flow to the head. This will allow you to receive more information from the divine. Headstands are an advanced yoga position and have a high risk of injury, so you must have a trained yoga instructor around to assist you in this. Another simple way that you may be able to experience crown chakra opening would be to do a child's pose and just place your head on the mat. 
when you're doing this, imagine all the bad negative thoughts are being dispelled from the top of your head or the crown chakra. The important thing to remember is that when you do yoga, it is important not to rush your practice and to enjoy the process of getting to where you need to be. If you don't enjoy the process of yoga, then you will not get the benefits of the practice, which is opening up your chakras. Now let me go through some other tips for crown chakra opening. One of the first things I'm gonna mention is foods. When you're trying to open up the crown chakra, you should focus on foods such as mushrooms, garlic, ginger, onions, coconut, and other tropical fruits to help give you strength and power. If you are feeling like you have succumbed to things in life, then incorporate other types of white foods to assist in your healing. A great way to open up the crown chakra is to incorporate gratitude in your life. Do you feel like you are taking things for granted? If so, then your crown chakra probably does need opening. I would highly recommend that you learn to incorporate gratitude in your life in order to balance the chakra. As I mentioned before, if you struggle to see the big picture and feel bitter about your job or other daily activities, it would help to start being thankful for your job or other things such as taking care of your children. I have written an article on gratitude and I suggest that you refer to it as I have listed five different health benefits of finding gratitude in your life. When it comes to the crown chakra, wear colors that help support this chakra. Some of the colors include purple and white. When you wear these colors, it will actually help you to be able to visualize these colors, which will be very important for opening the crown chakra. The last thing I wanna mention is the keto diet to help open up the crown chakra. If you have listened to my previous podcast, you probably already know how the keto diet will do this. The keto diet will help open up the crown chakra because it provides precious ketones, which the brain prefers over glucose. When you are making ketones, your mind is sharper and happier, which will allow you to be more confident in seeing the big picture. When monks fast for a prolonged period of time, they are making ketones that allows their mind to have clarity and be spiritually connected. Now, if you don't want to incorporate fasting in your life, that's okay because you get benefits similar to fasting by doing the keto diet. When you're doing the keto diet, like when you're fasting, you're making ketones and you are mocking that fasting state because you can become in a deep state of ketosis. If you really want to mock that fasting state, then I would suggest limiting your carbs to under 20 net carbs per day for a couple of weeks, and that will allow you to get in a really deep ketosis, which is similar to fasting. I am the biggest fan of intermittent fasting because it is safer than taking on a long fast. That being said, long fasts are also very good because they can help you detox and help with weight loss. But remember, as I've mentioned before, long fasts should always be done under the supervision of your clinical provider. If you want a really good read on fasting, I would highly recommend The Complete Guide to Fasting, Heal Your Body Through Intermittent 
alternate day and extended fasting by Dr. Jason Fung. It is a wonderful guide for all types of fasting. It is so interesting because in the book, he goes through how he has actually healed type two diabetics by having them take on fasting for weeks at a time. Prior to getting into any type of fasting, whether it be intermittent or extended fasting, I would purchase this book first and read it so you can understand all the ins and outs. There's so much with fasting that you should know. And when you understand the physiology of fasting and you understand how it is healing your body, you'll be more apt to want to fast. Okay, that concludes our podcast for today. This podcast is the last one of the Shocker series. However, I will be back with more podcasts and interviews in the future. I'm so glad that you are here listening on how to heal your body through keto and energetic balance. It is the combination of the two, which is very powerful and a recipe for successful healing. If you aren't sure where to start, then I suggest you go to my Start Right Here page. In the future, I hope to provide coaching services and even a course on keto and energetic balance. For now, I am here as a mentor to you and to provide tips on how to live this lifestyle. Please sign up for my email list to get exclusive information and even coupons. You got this. Namaste. This has been the Holistic Keto Goddess Podcast with Jessica Ankaya. Follow the Holistic Keto Goddess on social media like Pinterest, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have any questions about today's show or how you can live a healthier life, visit HolisticKetoGoddess.com and go more in-depth with blogs and healthy living resources. Like, share, subscribe, and listen wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening to the Holistic Keto Goddess Podcast with Jessica Ankaya.